Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget... You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 tonight. You know, we're talking about the missing person, biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. Verse 3, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. The motivation of our ministry is so important. I, I was told one of my, by one of my mentors, and you know, I think Brian, he talked about this too in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, you know, this last Sunday. But if you can't do ministry without faith, hope, and love, you can't do ministry at all. All, the, all three of those things have to be there in order for you to be effective in ministry. I can give everything away. I can sell all I own and give it to the poor. And, you know, and, and as, as Brian was saying, he says some people at, at one point in history, it was kind of the popular thing to do to, you know, die as a martyr. So you're going to go down in the history books. But if I don't have love, it's pointless. It's nothing. Could you imagine giving your body to be burned? People do this all the time. You realize that, don't you? Not just in the olden days, but today. I mean, people motivated by a type of love, even, will give their bodies to be burned. I mean, think about a suicide bomber who straps C4 to his chest and walks into the middle of a crowd of people and pushes the trigger and kills everybody in sight. It's a hate crime. It's motivated by hate, for sure. He hates the infidel. But he does it oftentimes out of motivation for love. Love for his family. Back home in Iran because now they're going to get taken care of the rest of their life because I blew myself up as a, as a jihad. And, and so now my family is going to get special payments from the government because I was willing to do that. They'll even do that if you send your child in with a bomb. You can send your child in with a bomb and if you do that you get paid for it by the government or by whoever, whatever terrorist organization. Sick. Another love may motivate them. The idea that when the explosion is over, I'm going to wake up in paradise with 70 virgins. An eros type of love. An erotic love. Oh, you know, I can leave all this behind and have, you know, 70 virgins. Kind of a sick thought. In some places, people will torture themselves and cut themselves, and beat themselves, all because they want to be thought of as religious or zealous for their religion. And yet, if I don't have love, it's not going to profit me anything. Love has to be our motivation for using the gifts, and for charity, and for martyrdom. Jesus said, John fifteen thirteen, Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. How? How do I have that love? 
You ask Jesus to put it in your heart. Now, this is kind of an interesting thing because I remember, and I'm guilty as anybody, but I remember when Shannon and I were first starting our Bible study, we only had 15 to 20 people at the Bible study at the time, and I loved teaching the Bible. Oh, I just loved it. Loved going. And we'd go to a house out on Grand Mason, out there by the raceway. Bible study is brand new, and this is the beginnings of Calvary Chapel of Emmett. And I remember sitting there and teaching this Bible study, and we're, Shannon and I are driving home in our little GL wagon. Love that car. I wish I still had one. We're driving home in our little GL wagon, and she looks at me, and just with all the love of God in her heart and concern for me, she says, honey, I just, I really feel like you're good at teaching the Bible, but I just kind of get the impression sometimes that, that you don't really love people. And what was my response? So? Because <laughs> when you don't love people, you don't care, right? <laughs> so what's the big deal? And, and she said that to me, and I just began to think to myself, you know, that's probably not so good, because if I'm the pastor, I probably should love people. You know, not just like to tell them what the Bible says, you know, but actually love people. And, and so I, I remember thinking, you know, God, you know, hey, it's probably not so good that I don't love people the way that I should. And, and I think that that's probably true. You know, you're, you're meeting new people, you know, and it, it wasn't that I didn't love anybody in my life. There were people that I loved. You know, the people back at Calvary Boise I still loved, but I was getting used to these people, you know, don't love them yet. And what I did was I just prayed. I said, God, will you put love in my heart for those people? And guess what he did? You know, God's going to answer that prayer. And, and he began to fill my, love, my heart with the love for those people, and he still does. You know, he still gives me a love for the people. You know, which changes the way you preach to people when you love them, right? It also changes the way you preach to people when they love you. I remember one time my friend, he's a pastor, he called me on the phone. He's like, I was listening to one of your sermons. I couldn't believe that you told that joke. Okay, I'll tell you the joke. So... I told Joe around Christmas time, and the joke I told was that there was a, it wasn't really a just true story. The school, the school put up on their marquee that the school board, or there will be no nativity this year because the school board is jealous of our nativity because on the school board they can't find three wise men or a virgin. <laughs> and so I told that joke, and he was like, I can't believe you told that joke. And I, I was thinking about it, and I thought, you know what, there's a time in my ministry where I wouldn't have told that joke, because I would have come, have had people come and tell me, you know, and tell me how irreverent I was, or whatever, you know. And I said, you know what the difference is? I said, when you preach to people that love you, you can be real with them. But when you're not preaching to people that love you, which at that time he was not, you know, it just takes time to build that, you know, and, and so it's a mutual love, you know, that you build for your congregation. And, and if you don't have that, it's prof it profits you nothing. Paul in, or, yeah, Paul in Romans 5, 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Now, of course, we can ask for the love of God to be poured out in us, but the more natural way and the more important way to receive the love of God is to draw close to God because the closer we are to Jesus, the more his love is poured out in us, the more we are like him. 
You know, I think this is so important. I remember, and I think I shared this once, but one of the times when I really knew I was saved was when I remember I was saying I was sitting in the car and there was a guy that I, I saw the guy walking across the street that I didn't like. And instead of running him down like I would have normally thought, I could just take him out. You know, I wouldn't have, but I, I thought that, I'd think that. And, and I remember sitting there and just all of a sudden my heart was gripped with, with sorrow and love for him. Like, man, that guy really needs to know Jesus. And I was like, what is wrong with me, right? <laughs> it's like something has changed, you know. But that's what happens when we draw close to Jesus. When we abide in him, we bear much what? Fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love. And that is, and they, and they will know you are my disciples because of your love one for another. See, love becomes the biggest thing in the Christian life. And it is through the Spirit as he manifests himself in our lives as we abide in Jesus, he bears in us much fruit. Verse 4 it says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy, love does not parade itself, is not puffed up. So love is long-suffering. Sometimes it's translated patience. Long-suffering means that you're willing to suffer for a long time. I, I love that section in Matthew chapter 18, Peter and Jesus. And Peter comes to Jesus, he says, How many times should I forgive my brother if he offends me? And, and, and then he answers his own question. You know, thinking he's being really like super apostle or something. He says, seven times? Because the average was, you know, four times. In our, in, in our society, it's three strikes and what? You're out. You're out, right? And so Peter thinks he's being super magnanimous, like super generous. Seven times, Jesus? See how special I am? And, and Jesus says, no. I say unto you, 70 times seven. Now, you can just think about it, you know, like, you're just like, oh, they've offended me so many times, 489 times over the last 15 years, and just one more, one more, and I don't have to forgive him again, right? I don't think Jesus meant that. I know, I think that Jesus knew that Peter was a fisherman, and math was not his skill, 70 times seven. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that number. And you're going to lose count anyway, right? I don't think that Jesus was giving us a 70 times 7, 490. Okay, that's it. I'm going to keep score, you know. Wait a minute. Here in a minute, he's going to say, love keeps no record of wrong, right? Love is patient. Love is long-suffering. And after it's long-suffering, it is kind. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.